0: Um, our guest speaker, uh, Pastor Gordon, it, is, it was so great just to spend a little bit of time eating dinner with, uh, with Pastor Gordon and Joe and just enjoying, uh, just soaking up the wisdom. And, uh, and I just want to let you know that um, I know that you are going to be so incredibly blessed this morning. Uh, and, uh, and so we want to honor uh, where honor is due. Uh, Pastor Gordon is uh, is an absolute legend in the C3 um, movement. God has used him to build teams, uh, to uh, to build churches, to pioneer, to empower, uh, to release, and uh, and it is uh, so such an honor for us. Uh, he could be in, and he is in churches all across the country, um, and uh, and Pastor. Uh, our amazing Pastor Jurgen said, hey, I'd love for you to go to Salt Lake. And he said, I'd love to. And, uh, and so he's here, and uh, it's going to be so, so, so amazing. And so can we stand to our feet and honor and, and just give some honor to Pastor Gordon as he gets ready to bring the word. Thank you so much.
1: Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much, uh, Pastor Vince and Pastor Becker. Uh, What a great privilege it is to be here today and uh, in Salt Lake City, there you go. Uh, It's our first time uh, that we've actually been in the city. We've been at the airport once. We came here with our family uh, to a ski trip and uh, we connected through here. And who would know, who did not know, I didn't know, that maybe all these years later, we'd be back here with C3 Church, Salt Lake City. Fantastic. And uh, welcome to the C3 family. Welcome. And uh, it is so great that uh, you are part of what God is doing all over the world. And uh, it's awesome, awesome to be part. Of this, and to meet your lovely pastors, we had a great time with them last night, and uh, and I just know good things are happening here. I'm telling you right now, um, the Lord uh, spoke to me about your church actually, and and the Lord said to me that um, uh, you ought not think about recent things because there has been a journey of recent times in this church, and I only know a little bit about it. And uh, we can focus on those things, but the Lord said to me to encourage you today and the church to think about the foundation of this church. Why was this church started? This church was started to bring glory to the Lord Jesus Christ. This church was started to be a place of healing and hope. This church was started to be a place where the anointing of the Holy Spirit would be. And... God hasn't finished with this church yet. And the scripture came to my mind, pastors, where God spoke to the prophet and said, can these bones live? And he said, well, God, only you know. He was kind of being slightly smart, you know. He was, he was going, well, I'm not going to say anything, God. You, you can say it. And God says, no, no, I'm telling you what you're going to do. He says, prophesy to those bones. And say, hear the word of the Lord, you shall live. Forever the spirit of the Lord is, there is life and there is freedom. I want to encourage your pastors and every leader, every member of this church, prophesy to the bones, amen. And say, hear the word of the Lord, you're going to live, amen. And God is going to do. Incredible things, incredible things here, already is. We count it a privilege to be here to just boost and encourage what you're doing here. And it is so wonderful to just have the privilege and the honor to be here. So what I'm going to do this morning, you don't know me much and I don't know you, but I just find this, if I be myself, we're going to get along, okay? And I find this, if I do my gift, stuff happens, That's how simple I am. So what we're going to do is we're going to pray for some people. Is that okay? And then I'll preach a bit, and then we might pray for some more people. And I've got 40 minutes to do it in, right? So we're going to be really moving, all right? A couple of things just to let you know, I do have limited copies of my books. I've got five books that I brought here. They're easy to read. They're all about this thick. And people say, how come they're this thick? And I go, well, that's all I know about it. But what I've done is I've condensed these messages, these books. For 45 years, my lovely wife Jo and I have been ministering, and we've learned. I've learned how to condense things. And I've got these books that I think are really helpful. This one here is my latest one. It's called Tell Your Story, How to Tell Your Story and How to Share Your Faith. We find that most Christians believe that they don't know enough, so they just don't say anything. But a person with an experience is never subject to a person with a theory. And I find when it comes to God and it comes to the Bible, there are many people that have theories. They have their idea about it. But you see, if you've got an experience with God, if God touched you and changed your life or healed you, you've got a story worth telling. And that book is how to tell your story. And this book here is one of my favorites. I've sold so many of these. I've only got a few copies left here this morning. It's called, Yes, Holy Spirit. Isn't that awesome? Um, what I find often is we can get a bit reluctant and we say, but Holy Spirit. And what we need is a buttectomy. ectomy We need to get rid of our butt and lean into the Holy Spirit, okay? Because if we don't have the Holy Spirit, friends, let me tell you something. I just know this for a fact. If we don't have the Holy Spirit in our lives, we're doing religion. That's what we're doing. Because without the Holy Spirit breathing into us, without the Holy Spirit moving and leading us and encouraging us, man, we're just going through the grind. It might be a a righteous grind. It might even be a biblical grind. (laughs) But it's still a grind. (laughs) Yeah. Do you know know what the definition of a rut is? A rut, R-U-T. Do you know what that is, a rut? How we get in a rut? Do you know what the definition of a rut is? It's a coffin with both ends knocked out. But with the Holy Spirit, there's life. With the Holy Spirit, there's freedom. With the Holy Spirit, there's power. There's encouragement, and so get yourself that one, and then this morning, we're in a new series this month, and um, all across your campuses, and uh, with Pastor Jurgen and Liam, we love them so much. We've known them for nearly 25 years uh, when they first started out as youth pastors, and it's so great to know them. It's a great privilege to be here Uh under their auspices, and meeting your pastors, uh, uh, Vincent Becker, just so cool. Uh, We're going to be talking about how to live a life unstuck, how to live a life unblocked. And I'm going to talk about this this morning, but my book that I've got here is about that. It's called Ascent, and it's a prayer diary or a prayer journal. You can read through the 15 Psalms of Ascent, right? And you can grow in God. Have you ever noticed that uh, how religion gets boring? Have you, have you noticed that? Religion gets pretty boring, right? But in C3, we don't believe in that. We believe that your life is an upward progressive life. And I find that all the time the devil's wanting to rob us and to restrict us and stop us from growing. And uh, we need to grow in God. Look at that. Unstuck. We're going to talk about that in a minute. But before we do, I want to pray for some people. When when I come to meetings, I become aware of needs. It's just something, Pastor, that that God uses me. And I want to pray for a few people. Is that okay? So this morning, I want to pray for a person, and you have pain all down your arm. It's here. It goes from about here right through into the wrist. And it's very painful. I want to pray for a person, too, that has uh, pain here, and it's because of a lump it could be a growth you may have even had an operation thank you and you might have pain it's right across here i want to pray for you this morning okay i also want to pray pray for people that have pain in their hips and in particular there's a person you have pain in your right hip but there might be people that have other pain as well and some mornings you can hardly get out of bed i also want to pray for people this morning because i'm not a doctor medicine, I'm a doctor of theology, so I can tell you why you're sick, but no, I can't get you well. But um, I want to pray for people that have what I call chemical imbalance. You know, pastors, I've been praying for this all over America. We've seen hundreds of people healed, literally. Everywhere I go, I've been getting emails and SMSs. It's, It's an amazing thing. And you know what I've discovered? People that have chemical imbalance, most are undiagnosed. It just creeps up on you slowly and it could be low thyroid, it could be high thyroid, it could be low iron, it could be low testosterone, it could be any chemical imbalance in your body. And what happens is we put up with it because we adjust and you know some people can hardly get out of bed in the morning because their bodies are just wound down because of this imbalance. I believe God can heal you this morning and He can correct that and then can be a miracle. We've been singing it this morning that God can heal, God can deliver in Jesus' name. So this morning. If you have any one of those conditions or maybe something I didn't say, but you feel pain in your body, you might have arthritic pain or other pain or sickness, and you would like prayer this morning and believe for a miracle, I want you to raise your hand up right where you are. There are people here this morning. Look at this over here, way up the back, over here, over here, over here. So many people. Okay, church, what we're going to do, this is very C3. Can I just do a C3 thing? We do this all over the world, okay? We're going to turn this into a prayer meeting right now, okay? Are you with me? Here, church. So we're not going to watch and 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 just observe and go, Wow, did they get healed or no? No, we're gonna pray, right? So even if you're a visitor, join in, be part of it. You'll you'll feel the power of God. I want us all to stand. And if you raised your hand, come right now to the front, and we're gonna believe with you. And if you know the, these people by name, I want you to pray for them. I want you to pray for them and say, God, touch my friend. Heal them. If you don't know them, just form a line straight ahead. There you go. Come over here. Face me. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Like that. So I can talk to you, okay? Look at all these people that need a miracle. Just, just uh, get in the line here. How are you this morning? You doing okay? Right. I'm just going to wait because there's someone else coming here. There's other people coming. Look. Look, here's a spot for you right here. Look. See, it says the last will be first. You can come right down here. How are you going, honey? Hey? Wow. It's great. Now I want to say something to you because this is very important. I want you to listen, okay, before we pray. Okay. What we're talking about this morning is divine healing through faith. You can't heal yourself. I can't heal you. We're humans. God can heal. Now, this is a very important thing. Because what I find is when we get sick, we want to get better, right? I've been there. And you want to get better. So we, we try to get well. I want you to stop that right now, okay? You just stop it, okay? And what I want you to do is recognize you can't heal you. But Jesus can. Now, Here's the thing, divine healing comes through faith. This is what I've discovered. God doesn't answer need, he answers faith. If God answered need, there'd be no needs because the moment I had a need, God would just answer it. People say, why doesn't God heal everyone? Because God doesn't answer need. What God does is he provides for need. He sent Jesus and he died on the cross and He carried our sins and He carried our sicknesses. So the provision is made in Christ, right? But the provision is by itself. Faith releases the provision. So here's the point. You don't get healed in your body first. You get healed in your faith first, and you give it to your body. This is a very important point I am making. In Mark chapter 5, the little woman with the issue of blood decided in her faith that she was healed in her faith long before she was healed in her body. If you read that story, it wasn't like she was walking around her village and she went, oh, there's Jesus, I'm going to touch him. That's not what happened. What the story is, maybe months before Jesus came to her village, she heard that he could heal and this is what she said when he comes to my village this is what I'm going to do she said I'm going to get into him I'm going to get to him and I'm going to touch the hem of his garment she said the moment I touch him I'm going to be healed here's the amazing thing Jesus didn't decide the miracle her faith did why? oh man Because the provision's already made. It's our faith that releases the miracle. But you see, if you're like me, this is how I used to pray. If I had a pain here, oh, I'll go, Jesus, would you heal that pain? Amen. Thank you. Then I'll do this. And if it didn't work, I'd go like this. Oh, well, I didn't have faith. It didn't work. Hey, listen. Healing's not a magic trick. It's not like you do it and I've got it. No, no, this is where you get your healing. You get your healing in your faith. You believe in your faith and the miracle happens. Isn't that amazing? Some of you will be healed right now. You'll feel something, you'll know. Some of you will be healed tomorrow. Some of you will be healed next month. Some of you will gradually get healed. I don't know, that's up to God. But what's up to us is to believe. Let me finish with this idea. The moment we discover faith, have a guess what goes from us? Anxiety. Because with sickness and pain comes a lot of anxiety and fear. And this morning, some of us here are gonna find real faith for the first time. You're gonna find anxiety, lift, you go, it's gonna be okay. And even though you might not be physically healed yet, in your heart, you're going to feel a whole lot better. You're going to go, wow. And you're literally going to walk into your healing. Isn't that amazing? I want you to bow your heads in the presence of God when you do that. Place your hands out. Just reach out your hands to the Lord. Church, will you pray with me? Let's all pray right now. I want you to say this out loud to the Lord. Say, Lord Jesus, thank you for carrying my sins. And carrying my sicknesses. I give you my pain. I give you my sickness. And I receive my healing right now. By faith. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Lord, just touch them right now. Let the healing power of God come. And touch them. Right now. Take your healing. Take your healing, young man. every joint, every ligament, strength come into your body. Touch her right now. It finishes today. It's over. It's over. Here you go. It finished today. Let all anxiety go, let fear go. In the name of Jesus, touch this young girl right now. This young woman, touch her, Father God. Heal her. It finishes today. It's over in your faith right now, there you go, finished. It is finished. Thank you, Jesus, Let strength come to her body. In the name of Jesus, there it is. Take your healing, take your healing, take your healing, young man, take your healing. Right now, in the name of Jesus, the power of God's coming upon you. There you go, take it, take it right now. There you go, there you go. Thank you, Jesus thank you jesus it finishes today all fear goes all anxiety faith goes. I can feel the power of God here. <laughs> How do you feel? Good? Come on, let's give God a clap. Off. Let's thank Him. Say, so God, thank you for healing me. I receive your healing in my faith. And I'm going to walk in my miracle. Now, when you go from here, I want you to do two things. Well, actually, I want you to do one thing and not do another thing. When you go and sit down, don't check out your body. Don't sit there like me and go, did that work? No, it's not about that. Just go back to your seat. And as you sit, listen to the word, thank the Lord and remain in faith. Just God, I thank you. you you're going to heal. I've got it right now. I'm going to be well, right? And you watch what happens. Some of you will know you're healed right now. Some tomorrow, some next week, whatever God decides. But you, you will have faith like you've never had before. Amen. God's going to lift anxiety off your life. She's going to lift. Is that cool? Hey, Yeah? Because God loved you, I'll tell you what. Hmm? You sent me all this way to tell you that. So you're okay. Okay. All right? All right give me a hug. There you go. It's all, it's all going to be good. There you go. Is my wife? Come here, darling. You give this beautiful young girl a big hug. I'm going to get Mama Joe to give you a big hug. There you go. Look at that. You give her a big hug. And the second thing you're going to do is when you do get healed, tell somebody. Tell somebody. Just say, hey, you know what happened to me? Wow. Look what God's done. He can do it for you. Isn't that amazing? You can be seated. Thank you, church. Fantastic. Thank you, band. Doing a good job. You can have a rest, okay? Thank you for being so sensitive and helping me there. It's awesome. It's great. Amen. You can be seated. It's awesome. Yeah. Thank you if you can do that. That's that's fantastic. You having fun so far? Yeah. Yeah. I take time doing that because to me, that's just so important. Amen. You know. I can talk about healing, but I find if I minister it and help people, that's the most important thing. Amen. Do you believe that? That's good. Thank you for being so uh, patient and uh, with me. I want you to turn to your Bibles. You got your Bibles here uh, this morning. I want to talk about uh, living unstuck, living unstuck. You got your Bibles, turn with me to the book of Hebrews, and uh, we're reading Uh, From chapter uh, 12, verse 1. Let us lay aside every weight and the sin that so easily enslaves us or hinders us and run with endurance the race that is set before us or lies before us. You know, over the last 45 years, I've been in a lot of airports uh, but one of the airports that really struck me and still does, as I think about it, and even I talk about it tonight, is Chicago Airport. Who's ever been to Chicago Airport? <laughs> yeah. Isn't that an airport? That's a crazy airport. I mean, it's got artwork, like weird artwork everywhere. It's sort of, I'm an artist myself, but I think the person that did that had some cheese. But the night, anyway, but it's an incredible... Um, uh, new airport, the way they've done it. But you know the thing, um, I remember I was, I was rushing for a plane, and um, I was coming along one of the aisles, and I've got the uh, travelators. Have you seen the travelators? And just before you get to the travelator, you hear this voice. You are approaching a travelator. Be careful. Mind your step. And, and you get on the travelator, and then you get on the travelator, and you start walking, and then you hear this voice keep walking, keep walking. Because so, you know how people stop on a travelator when you're trying to get a flight and they're like blocking and they're standing and doing nothing, you know. And, and But that voice, it can, keep walking, keep walking. And then you get to the end of one that goes, mind your step. And you might just uh, you get in the next one. Keep walking, keep walking. It's amazing. Who's who's had that? Have you re- you remember? Yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? It's about the only uh, airport I think in the world where it talks to you. Keep walking, keep walking. Do you know one of the things I've discovered in life is one of the secrets to success is actually keep walking. And I'm amazed, uh, having pastored for. Over 40 years now, how many people get stuck? And they start well, and they, they begin with faith and excitement. Uh, but after a while, they stop walking, and they get stuck. And you can hear it in people. And, and, you know, often over the years I say to people that come to our church, say, oh, hi, welcome to the church. My name's Gordon. How can I help you? And they say, oh, great, yeah, we're just looking for a new church. I said, oh, what church did you go to? And they tell me, and they go, but they hurt me. That church hurt me. And I feel like saying to them, keep walking, keep walking. Because you've you got to keep moving, right, in life. Because you see, he says, let us lay aside every weight, every sin. So sins are probably the things we do, but weights are the things that happen to us along the way. We accumulate weight, and it makes us encumbered. It makes it difficult for us to run the race. But what the Scriptures teach us is we have to constantly be putting off the sin and putting off the weight so we can keep walking, keep walking, keep walking. Keep walking. You know, since I've retired and even before, many people said to me, how did you keep going? I mean, what's the secret to your success? Oh, mighty man of God, you great person, you know, you're the awesome, blah, blah, blah. How, what? And I, I, I can't tell them except keep walking. Keep walking. You've just got to keep turning up. You've just got to keep walking and not allow weight or sin To burden you down and stop you. See, it's only a matter of time in life that we're going to get stuck on something. We're going to get stuck on death. We're going to get stuck on an offense. We're going to get stuck at failure. We're going to get stuck at disappointment. That's life. And I get very nervous when I hear people that talk about euphoria and euphoria and nirvana and everything in this world. Everything's perfect. Everything's great. No, not all the time. Things are going to happen in our life, right? Because that's the world we live in. We live in a world that's subject to sin. It's subject to decay. And the gospel is that Jesus has come to redeem us now, but ultimately He's going to redeem all things, the Bible says. All things He's going to redeem. But we live in a world and in a life that's going to cause us to lose our traction, to become disappointed, to be offended, whatever it is. But what happens is, we get stuck. But you know, my Bible tells us From Genesis to Revelation, God's will for you and me is that we get through it all. I've heard people say to me, oh, you know, life is a bed of roses. Yeah, it is. There's some thorns in there too. So life is also sweet. Life is great. Living for Christ is the best life of all. But we've got to realize there's going to be problems. There's going to be difficulties. None of us are immune. Pastors aren't immune. Christians aren't immune. We're all faced with these things that happen in life, but God's will is for us to get through. Noah got through the flood. The people of Israel got through the wilderness. Daniel got through the lion's den. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego got through the fire. Jesus got through the cross. No wonder Isaiah prophesied, fear not, for I am with you, says the Lord. He says, when you walk through the fire, I'll be with you. Notice, when you walk through the fire. When you walk through the flood. See, God's will for you and me is to get through. But to get through, we have to understand how to live unstuck. We have to keep walking with God. Now, isn't it amazing, the Bible has a lot of stories about Unstuck stories. One in particular you will, found, or you will find rather, in John chapter 5. And it's the story of a man who was an invalid for 38 years. And he was moved to this pool where if the angel came and waters got ruffled, whoever was first into the water got healed. Now you imagine he's laying here for 38 years. Jesus comes to him and says, what do you want? What do you need? He says, oh, Lord, I need someone to help me get into the water. I've got no one to help me. The second thing he says, and when someone does go to help me, someone always pushes in front of me. You see, he was a victim. He had a mentality of being stuck because he was looking for an external source for his healing. He was looking for another person to help him. He was looking for a miracle to come from somewhere else. He basically had no miracle because he had passive faith. He was waiting for 38 years for a miracle to happen. Isn't that amazing? 38 years. It's a really interesting idea. But this story is not so much about him being stuck or unstuck, I believe it's actually a story of positioning, where he positioned himself. I mean, he could have crawled in the nighttime when no one else was there and got a spot right on the edge of the pool. So when the waters moved, all he had to do was roll over, fall in the water. But you see, he was so busy looking for a person He was looking for a priest. He was looking for a relative. He was looking for a neighbor who would have pity on him and would help him. And he said, well, I don't have anybody. And when Jesus said, can I help you? He says, well, I don't have anybody. And Jesus said, well, you got me. (laughs) And you see, so often we get stuck and we stay stuck because we're looking for the church to help us. Or the pastor, or our spouse, or our friend. We're wanting other people to help us, but the reality is to get unstuck, we need to position ourselves. Let's not wait for somebody, let's not wait for someone else to move our world. Oh man, how amazing is that? We talked about the little woman that pressed through to Jesus. You imagine it. Her body was racked with pain. Racked with pain. Amazing. And I'll tell you what, medical science wasn't all that good then. Like they used to bloodlet. So if you were sick, what they would do is they would cut you and let you bleed for a day. But we've learned now that if you do that, you get weaker. (laughs) And so here's this woman with an issue of blood, and she probably had letting, and she's even weaker. But that didn't stop her. It's such a great story. The Bible said she pushed through the crowd. She said, get out of my way because I'm going to get my miracle. Because she knew that if she could get close to Jesus and touch him, she'd be healed. See, it's all about positioning. Let me finish with a few keys. How do you get unstuck? Number one, we have to all take responsibility for our own wholeness and spiritual growth. That's actually what we need to do. This church does not exist to babysit us. This church is here to encourage, to teach, to pastor, to provide vision and direction. But you know, at the end of the day, Gordon Moore, he's got to go home and look after his own faith. I've got to be responsible before God. I can't, I can't say, well, pastor, you, you, what, do your thing. But why aren't you doing your thing? No, no, no. I need to listen to the teaching, go home and do it. Take personal responsibility for my own life. Number two, here you go. Number two, you got the second key? We've got to stop blame shifting. Oh, well, I'm, I am what I am because my father, he was like that, or my mother, or you know I'm hurt because of the church. No, 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 no. I'm stuck because of me. We've got to stop blaming other people And stepping up and saying, I'm going to take my healing. I'm going to get released in this thing. And I'm going to be a new person. And you know, the third thing is simply this. We've got to rise in our own situation. You know, sometimes we think if we go somewhere else, it'll all change. But there's an old Chinese proverb. I went to the end of the earth. And there I was. See, we, we, we're crazy human beings, you know. We, we think if we can change our wife or our kids, I remember as a parent bringing up teenagers, I thought if I could just have no teenagers, I'd be happy. <laughs> no, 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 that doesn't change. You see, what, what we've got to do is not rise somewhere else. What God wants us to do is rise where we are. And the Bible tells us, let the weak say that I'm strong. Perfect love casts out fear. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Wherever I find myself, whether I have a little or a lot, whether I'm under pressure, I'm not under pressure, I can do all things through Christ. That's what Paul was referring to. I've discovered that so many people are scared of being hurt that they close themselves off from being loved. We can just shut ourselves off because we get so afraid of getting hurt. No, no, no. We need to open ourselves Keep walking, keep walking. Hurt comes, keep walking, keep walking. Disappointment will come, keep walking, keep walking. Failure comes, keep walking. There's no choice. We've got to keep moving, keep walking in God. Let me finish with this. We just cannot get over the two basic things. We've got to repent every day and we've got to forgive every day. What does that mean? Repent means I need to say sorry to God and other people for what I did. And the second thing, forgive, means I need to forgive people for what they did or didn't do. You know I've discovered? If I fail to do that, I get stuck. But the moment I repent, the moment I forgive, keep walking, keep walking, keep walking. I can keep moving. Because now there's no more sin, there's no more weight. I'm now light. But hey, wait a minute. They didn't say they were sorry. Forgiveness doesn't need people to be sorry. Forgiveness isn't for them. Forgiveness is for you and me. The moment we forgive people, they may keep doing what they're doing. But the moment I forgive, I'm free. I'm light. I can keep moving. I can keep walking. I can keep living my life for God. I want you to bow your heads in the presence of God. Let's close this meeting. Thank you for your time and your patience. It's been such a great morning. But I want to ask you this question. Maybe you're a visitor. Maybe you're all new here. But you know in your heart, you don't know the Lord. Maybe you've accepted Him before when you were young. You might have been christened or even baptized many years ago. But you know you haven't walked with God. You've stopped walking. Something's come in and you've got stuck. Today, you can become unstuck. There are leaders in this church who can help you live an unstuck, happy, fulfilled life. But you know what the Bible teaches? None of this happens without our cooperation. We have to believe. So this morning, if that's you, maybe you've never asked Jesus into your life, or maybe you have and you've drifted and you're not right with God this morning and you want to get right with Him. Well, every head is bowed and eyes closed. Why don't you confess that before God? Raise your hand up right where you are, and I'll count it a privilege to include you in a prayer. Just raise up your hand strong. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Thank you, ma'am. Anyone else? Very quickly, raise your hands. I'm looking. Anyone's right up the back. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I see that hand. Thank you over there as well. In the center too. I missed you before. Thank you. I want you to pray this prayer out loud after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I open the door of my heart, and I invite you in. I confess that you are my Lord. I turn from sin and everything that displeases you, and I promise to follow you and serve you all my life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, you raised your hand, tell someone after the meeting. Don't just go home. Go to someone, a leader. Will you do that? Someone you know in the church, and say, hey, look, I, I raised my hand and I want a fresh start and I'll help you, okay? Or introduce you to a leader that can talk to you and help you. Fantastic pastor, I've run
0: right out of time. Thank you very much.